ever wondered why there's a mermaid on your coffee cup at Starbucks? Or perhaps which cars and brands appear most often in music lyrics? Do certain television show jingles get stuck in your head? Where exactly can you find the best sales? And when is the best time to buy a house? Maybe you'd like to know how to ask for a raise? Or why can only some of your friends see your birthday cake on Instagram? And can you actually win in Vegas? Well, fortunately for you, Professor Juan has been teaching for over a decade and he will give you the answers to all of these questions and many more. So settle in, grab a drink and get ready. This world is crazy, this world is changing and this is one side of the story. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to sunny Denver, Colorado. Ernie, what do you think of, this is your first time to Denver, what do you think? So far, I think I'm gonna sound like you every week now, every time we go to a new city, because I love it out here. The food's great. Some of the sights I've saw, I'm, as you know, I'm a big mural guy. I know we did that little mural trip in LA once, but the stuff out here is just incredible. Yeah, we'll definitely talk about a specific neighborhood that's one of my favorites. And listeners, even though when you're out there, it's kind of a dumb thing to say, but it's not like we're purposefully going to cities we don't like. So obviously we we pointed our airplane east from San Francisco and came out to Denver, just one of my favorite cities in the world. Uh, I haven't kept really, tr you know, an accurate count of how many times I've been here. I'm going to say now a dozen. I'm going to say roughly maybe a little less. But just one of my favorite places in the world, there's still stuff that I have not seen. So I'm really excited to be Ernie's uh, chauffeur, tour guide, tour guide, food guide, beer guide. The Juan I look up to and the Juan I <laughs> try to follow. <laughs> oh my goodness. And that's without a beer. Okay. Let's see how this goes. <clears throat> so super excited to be here today with you in Denver. A uh, nice Wednesday afternoon. Uh, might be raining here soon. I don't know. We'll see how that goes. As always, we've got some interesting little factoids and some. we'll talk about some uh, important people that were born here. But I guess right off the bat, one of my favorite things that we saw was right in front of the convention center, and I make a hard left and go down the street, and I see a... Ernie, how big is this bear? Is it 10 feet? I mean... As big as it is, I thought I was over like 100 feet, but know that bear that you're talking about is about 40 feet tall. So you're telling the listeners, audio listeners, right, that there's a 40-foot bear in Denver, Colorado. There's a 40-foot bear that's creeping inside of a window that if you're so happy to be inside, you will probably get uh, uh, not a very comfortable look, I would say. No, it's... For those of you that have never been to Denver, it's a 40-foot bear, blue, and it's standing up on its, I don't know if they're called hindquarters or legs, it's its raised up. The bear is standing raised up, like in a menacing kind of position, and it's looking into the convention center. It's got a whole big glass wall, a gigantic glass wall, and there's a 40-foot blue bear looking into the convention center, and on one occasion I was in the convention center and I can tell you, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, it is quite a sight to have this bear looking in at you. I'm pretty sure Juan was like looking at the bear and then all of a sudden it was like. 
Like, wait like, a what minute, the- what's going on over here? <laughs> I didn't just see a 40 foot, like I know certain, uh, what'd you call them, Ernie? Certain uh, pharmaceuticals are now legal in Colorado. <laughs> but <laughs> so but I, thought, I was like, there's something in there. <laughs> like, did I, you know, what just happened to me? Did I go past the wrong uh, street or I got a whiff of somebody else's, not mine, but somebody else's? Because I'm seeing a 40 foot bear and it's blue. Like a blue bear. So no, it's not because you're crazy. It's There actually is a bear. Uh, and here's an interesting little factoid that uh, we found out. Ernie actually found out. The architect, designer, builder, I'm not, I'm not sure what the exact term is. Architect, artist. Ernie? He's like artist? the artist. Yeah. Of, yeah. That makes sense. An artist. He's the one that goes, hey, put that bear there. <laughs> yeah. Well, this bear, right? The, here's this bear. Ernie, where is he from? Or where? No. Where did he? Where does he have another sculpture? It just so happens he had another sculpture right where we came from in San Francisco. That's right. So we came uh, a couple hours east, and lo and behold, we have another sculpture—a big blue bear. Just a lot of inter- interesting things in Denver. So as always, we like to open our podcast with a. So this is our second episode. So welcome everybody, and we like to open each podcast with a a couple of interesting factoids about the city we're visiting. And this first one I'm going to do, because this one just surprised me. And this is Ernie's first time, because I've been here so many times, this one surprised me. So I'll take this first one, Ernie. Denver has 300 days of sunshine a year. And the listeners are probably thinking, okay, well, so what? Yeah, like well, big deal. So- <laughs> yeah, one, like, thanks for that little stupid fact. But here's why it's interesting, listeners. 300 days of sunshine a year means that Denver has more hours of sunshine than San Diego or Miami. Wow. Honestly, because when I think of Denver, Colorado, I think of cold. I think of mountains. I think of snow. Coors is brewed out there. I mean, the Rocky Mountains, you know, like, I'm going to say that's false. I'm going to go against you. (laughs) I agree completely. You're thinking... Yeah, skiing and snowboarding and Vail, Colorado. and But I guess in my head, you're skiing when it's cloudy and snowy. It never occurs to me that you can obviously ski when it's in sunny. The, it's just sun. cold as heck. Yeah. yeah. Cold as heck, but sunny. So there you go, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Denver has more sun than uh, Miami and San Diego. Ernie, what else is interesting about Denver, Colorado? Well, Juan, here, here's something I found interesting. Did you know... That Denver has not one, not two, but six professional teams. And I'll tell you what, guys. Let, let's do a little contest here. Let's see if Juan can name those six teams. So, again, this is our second episode. I don't know if we've talked about this yet, but I'm a huge sports fan. Now, I'm not going to say I'm ready to go on ESPN or anything like that, but I'm a huge sports fan. But and if ESPN hun- is listening, Juan is very interested <laughs> and is accepted. <laughs> well, I'll be honest. You put me on the spot. This is going to be a terrible audition tape, so I'm not sure this is going to go well for me. I'm extremely confident I can name you four. I'll bet my car on that because I'm a okay. big sports fan. But six, I don't know six. Four are easy. Uh, the most obvious, the United States is a big football country, so the Denver Broncos uh, my favorite sport, I, I like all sports, but my favorite is baseball, and that's definitely the Rockies. 
Nice. I've actually, I've toured that stadium. So that's awesome. I was in the dugout. That was very fun. Uh, I haven't, I've been to hockey games, but I haven't seen the avalanche personally. So that's three. And then I don't, I don't want to share with you the whole long story, but I accidentally came, this sounds stupid. I was walking around Denver and I kept hearing like sounds and voices. So I kept walking and I literally stumbled across the basketball stadium and there was like this big carnival going on. So I know the Denver Nuggets play obviously there. But I will admit that's where I stop. Well, what I'm else? pretty impressed. Four to six. Not bad. But those are the obvious ones, to be honest with you. So you have the Colorado Mammoth, which is a lacrosse team. And you have the Colorado Rapids, which is their soccer team. I So I lived in L.A., listeners, if you don't know. I lived in L.A. for a number of years. And I saw the Galaxy on several, several occasions. I don't remember seeing the Rapids. That's a soccer team? That is a soccer team. Okay. I don't remember seeing them. And the, and lacrosse, I don't think I've ever seen lacrosse live. That seems fun, though. Something to probably check out. That seems fun. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? A if, For those of you that don't know, there is a kayak or there's a river that goes right through the middle of the city. One of my favorite things about Denver is that there's a river right through downtown. And on a Saturday or Sunday, there's and even on a weekday. There's people jogging and walking, kayaking, and just really, really enjoying the water. I don't know if there's a term for it, but the little jogger path that's right along the river. Just beautiful. Just a wonderful place to get away. I'm always jealous when I visit that I can't do that. That's very cool. That's going to be something I admit was kind of interesting to walk and then see these kayaks just, you know, swimming right by as you're walking. (laughs) Like, I can't imagine, like, hey, Renia, you have anything planned for the weekend? Well, Juan, I think I'm going to, you know, or not even the weekend. What are you doing later? I I can pick up some groceries, you know? (laughs) Yeah. There's not too many places that you can say that. So that's very, very very cool. And then here's this last little factoid. Denver won the bid for the Olympic Games in 1976, but was rejected due to environmental concerns. And Ernie is going to tell you where it went. Well, <laughs> that would have gone to Austria. So our very own Arnold Schwarzenegger was probably like, do it. <laughs> and that's when the Olympics back in 1976 was in Austria. I'm trying to remember. I want to say that was Innsbruck, but listeners don't quote me on that. But I think that was Innsbruck, Austria. I hope I I'm imagine, right. Imagine not... to reject the Olympics. Like, no, you're not good enough. No. No, like... I. Am I, we could talk about this on a separate episode, but I think LA got the bidding after somebody else quit or dropped out or something. I could be wrong. But I think, yeah, the Olympics are going to LA in a couple of years. That'll be the second time for you, Ernie. You were probably one the last time it came out, but... Like Juan and like a half. Juan and a half. Juan and a half. We definitely need a sound effect for that, Ernie. Come on. <laughs> I know. I got to think of a good one for that one. That's we need the be crying baby. Where, where's the crying baby, for goodness sakes? Oh, here, let's go again. Do it again. <laughs> I don't even know what I said. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, Stop there we go. crying about it, right? Let's keep going. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Okay. And then let's give you a couple of interesting people that were born in Denver. Ernie, you want to take this first one? Are you a Toy Story fan? Well, I did happen to get to see the movie Lightyear, so... 
And that actually wasn't with this actor. This is the actor that replaced this actor, the original actor. I'm thinking of Buzz Lightyear, Chris Evans. Okay, wait, wait, wait. That just did it. Oh, okay. Uh, so you answered my question. That's Chris Evans. Okay. Exactly. So Chris Evans is the one that took it over. But the original uh, Buzz Lightyear was actually somebody I grew up watching on a famous TV show called Home Improvement. Uh, and that's with Mr. Tim Allen. Tim Allen. Absolutely. Uh, one of the best comedians and actors. Just love his movies. I'm trying to remember when the first Toy Story came out. That was a long, long time ago. Uh, I'm going to say 30 years ago, something like that. Somewhere in the mid-90s. I'm going to say like Crazy 1995. Thing. 94, 95. With Tom Hanks, just one of the greatest little combinations of voice actors I think there has been in a, t- in a movie, a TV show or a movie. Love that movie. Uh, Ernie, any others from Tim Allen? What do we like from Tim Allen? Uh, let's see. Uh, I just was at the D23 convention in Anaheim, and he was actually there, so I got to see him. Uh, he was there introducing his, one of his new movies coming out, The Santa Clauses. So that that's a pretty cool Christmas movie, Santa Claus. I don't know if you've seen it. I've seen, I think, the first two, and I don't know if we're like on number eight or nine. What are we on Santa Claus-wise? What's the Santa You're count? Me, aren't you? Oh, no. No, 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 no. You're mocking uh, me, right? <laughs> I'm mocking you. I mock you all the time, so yes. No, so Tim Allen, definitely one of the, the best people out there. Definitely super funny. He also had a TV show after Home Improvement called, oh my God, what's it called? Last Man Standing. Oh, And he's yeah, got a, a wife and several daughters living with him, and he's the last man standing. Very, very funny. Similar and different from Home Improvement. I thought it was a really great show. I have it on sometimes when I'm just working at home and I just want noise in the background. It's a great, it's just a funny show. So Tim Allen. And I'll take this next one. We've got one more for you. Uh, a Mr. Chauncey Billups was born in Denver and actually won a championship with the Detroit Pistons in the NBA in 2004, but maybe wasn't good enough to play with Denver. Or what do you think, Ernie? Well, that's a, that's a foul on <laughs> the play right there. <laughs> Not sure why he decided to go with Denver. <laughs> So we got our we got our uh, sports mixed up there. I don't know if there's a oh, foul on the play or a flag on the play. A foul on a foul. the play. That's, a, That's foul. a foul, yeah. Yeah, so born in Denver and then went to play with um, Detroit. I don't know what this would be like, but I always wondered what if you grew up in a city and then you not only have to play against the team from your city, but maybe you end up beating them for the title or... You know, I've always wondered what that would feel like. Ernie, what do you... I would assume it'd be kind of like being on a sports team and then like your brother being on the opposite team you're playing against. So you have to like get that uncomfortable right there and uncomfortable right home with that person that either you beat or lost to. Oh, I can't even imagine. What a terrible Thanksgiving Day table, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> hey, that's been a drumstick, you loser. <laughs> I was about to say that right now. <laughs> oh, that was a yeah, good you're... pass on like the last game you did earlier. <laughs> yeah, is that that's funny. All right, so interesting. So again, we've been in in, uh, Denver for a little bit and we were driving around and let's go back to the Denver Nuggets. So I was driving, we were driving around and out of the corner of my eye, I see the basketball arena and it's called Ball Arena. And- Wait, it's called what? that's, That's the right reaction, Ball Arena. Oh, wow. And I can tell you- you know, again, being a big sports fan, I know, okay, I'm going to date myself. But back in the old days, stadiums were named after, I don't even know, sometimes the city or the state or the region of the country was in just 
they were like iconic names. And then obviously a marketer <laughs> decided that it might be worth to sponsor these stadiums. And the world has never really been the same sports wise. So I will admit that I can't name you a lot of, I don't, Ernie, don't challenge me. I'm telling you, don't challenge me because I'm, I'm pretty sure I would not make it. But if you gave me a couple cups of coffee, I might be able to name you all the basketball teams, all the baseball teams, and all the oh, football wow. teams. I'd say like in an hour. In fact, I'm lying to you. Once we finish podcasting today, I'm going to go and do this and challenge myself. But I think I could name you all of the teams, but I don't think I can name you virtually any Arenas. of the stadiums. Yeah. Because they're they're constantly you know going through name changes. So when I saw Ball Arena, I had no idea... And I don't know if I want to admit that to the general public, but I'll be honest. <laughs> I've been a professor now for 16 years and I, the name, I just could not place ball. I had no idea why it'd be ball arena. And then a colleague of mine who was actually on this trip with us, Dr. Erin Blagrand, and hopefully she'll be so kind as to join us on an upcoming episode or two. She immediately says, Juan, I, I know exactly who that is. And I said, you're kidding me. I don't, I don't know who that is. And she said, it's Ball, the same company that makes glass jars, like for canning and drinking jars. I've got some at my house. I'm pretty sure that's the Ball company. And I don't know that, you know, this is the funniest thing in the world, but I remember telling her that, you know, it takes a lot of money. That's a lot of glass jars you have to sell to sponsor a basketball stadium. I don't know if that's just me, but how many drinking jars would you have to sell to sponsor an arena? Ernie, what do we think of the ball company sponsoring the basketball team? I mean, I'm not a fan of it, honestly. Like, I feel like it takes away from it. I understand the whole business aspect, the marketing aspect of it, but I just feel it takes away from, like, when you have, like, for example, I don't want to bash these names, but, like, the AT&T Center, you have Petco Center, you now have the Crypto Center. Like, Juan, if I were to ask you what what team, what what championship basketball team, professional, place for the crypto center who would you say <clears throat> i um that's kind of embarrassing i don't uh i could do far better with baseball and football than basketball not because i like it any less but arenas i don't know i i don't know that i've ever been able to name me the basketball arenas and okay how about this listeners i'm i'm a texan and i can't name you that's terrible i can't name you the three basketball arenas in texas San Antonio, Houston, and Dallas. I think San Antonio, is it San Antonio AT&T? Holy cow. I, I want to say yes, but I wouldn't bet a lot of money on that. But maybe. That's terrible to admit. I don't know the Houston or Rockets. Rockets. I want to say that's uh, United. That's well, the United so smart. Center. Juan, it's the AT&T Center, San Antonio Spurs, which is probably one of your favorite teams too, isn't it? Uh, no comment. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah, not going to put me on the hook Center. for that. That's okay. AT&T Center. <laughs> no, I think that's sports sponsorship is interesting. That's going to be our little topic for today. And we'll we'll challenge the listeners to, you know, come up with some pros and cons to promotion and sponsorship. But let's go back a little bit to the Ball Arena and the Ball Corporation. This goes back to 1880. And a couple of brothers actually borrowed 200. This is shocking. You borrowed $200 and start a business. I $200 doesn't even get you you know, groceries. A, well, I was going to go a little bit different. You can, well, <laughs> have a thing of gas, groceries. Um, I hope you can get some groceries. A McDonald's for number bucks. 10, large. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I haven't been to LA in a while. Is that is that what it's gone up to? Pretty much. Okay, that's crazy. Okay. I was going to say something like Air Jordans. 200 bucks doesn't get you a pair of shoes anymore. Uh, a couple of brothers borrow 200 bucks and start the ball corporate or the ball company, not a corporation yet. And they make tin cans to store all kinds of things. And there was pros and cons and didn't really like, you know, there was um, safety issues and some denting issues and some product losses and whatnot, especially when they had more volatile chemicals, kerosene, paints, varnishes, all kinds of things. So they decided to experiment with using a glass jar. Glass has a lot of properties with just make it amenable to storing kerosene and varnishes and volatile materials. So they really, uh, I don't know if this is official, but they unofficially came up with the idea of storing stuff in glass jars. And to some degree, the rest is history. They just grew throughout the early 1900s. They become one of the world's largest producers of jars in the country and specifically fruit jars. And listeners, Ernie and I had a conversation about that. My parents had a number of jars lying around around the house because you would buy peaches and all kinds of fruits and they would come in these jars. And the jars were famous for having like a little ball script on them. It's not etched into the glass. It's pulled out from the glass. So I want to say extruded. Listeners, if you have a better word, please let me know. But the glass is like three-dimensional. So it's a very famous jar. And off they go. And what's it? So let's go back to my comment. How in the world do you sponsor a sports stadium just selling glass jars for different endeavors. Well, over the course of the next couple decades, they acquire other businesses, other manufacturing businesses. Uh, They become the Ball Corporation in 1969. In the 70s and pretty much from the 70s to the about 2000, they get bigger and bigger. They enter the stock exchange in 1973. They kind of adopt a green platform shortly after that. Uh, again, they acquire more and more companies, tin and metal canning companies, and they just became really, really big. And in the late 90s, I'm going to say about 1996, they actually exit the glass jar business and sell out of it to another company and kind of diversify into this new idea. They acquire a packaging I want to say a partnership. I don't know. It could be a partnership. could be a corporation in China. And they become the leader, leading supplier of cans in the Chinese market. And that's really where they kind of... And they hasty <laughs> from there, right? <laughs> Just the things you don't know. The things you don't know. Um, they're also in Europe. They go into spray cans and aerosol cans. Uh, they focus on sustainability. And in 2009... They actually have a spacecraft that carried the largest camera ever by NASA, the largest camera ever sent by NASA, and that's a launched aboard a Delta rocket, uh, and that's in 2009, uh, and that's a ball aerospace-built Kepler spacecraft. So I think that's just, I'm, I don't mean this funny in a ha-ha kind of way, but I just think it's really funny. So, uh, you know, 100 years ago, you're making glass jars. And now you've diversified into the aerospace community. Ernie, what do you think about, does that seem weird to transform from one to that, you know, from one thing to another? I mean, that would just seem like a smart business move. You you tap that on an industry, you find another industry, you find another niche, and there you go. You focus and yeah, keep growing and keep branding out. No, and I think that's the real, 
interesting topic is this idea in diversification. So we talk about that in marketing, but it's maybe a little bit more of a business and strategic, specifically a strategic uh, discussion. So diversification is a concept that revolves around spreading your risk. So we also talk about this in the finance world. Don't you put your put, eggs in one basket. There you go. Check out the big brain on Ernie. Absolutely. So Ernie, could you put all of your money, could you have put all of your money in Amazon or Bitcoin or your beloved Apple and made a truckload of money if you did it at the right time? Probably, yeah. If you bought it early and went bought it at a low price. And you might have been better off putting all of your eggs. Did I say that right? You might have been better off putting all of your eggs into one basket, as long as that basket was very sexy, right? Like Amazon or Apple. There's a number of great companies who or you know, again, Bitcoin, but there's a number of companies that could have made you a ton of money. But with a diversified portfolio, you're spreading out the risk because you don't know, I mean, as much as you can quote unquote be positive that Apple and Amazon and Google and Walmart, McDonald's, as much as you can be confident and sure they're going to grow. You just, you just don't, there's always a risk. And COVID has taught us that lesson. You know, Apple has had a really difficult year. So has go- so has Amazon and Google this year. And all the other small companies, unfortunately, probably aren't in business anymore. It's very easy to look back and say, man, had I put $10,000 into that company, I'd be a millionaire now. But that's hindsight. That's 2020. At that given moment in time, you may not have been that courageous or gutsy. So with diversification, you're putting your money as an example. And I'm just saying this as an example. Instead of putting 10000 into one stock, you would buy $1,000 of 10 stocks or you know, 500 into 20 stocks, or, you know, as an analogy. So the idea is that you're spreading out your risk, which is probably going to lower your return, but it, it keeps you from enduring a crash. Does that kind of make sense? Makes sense on this side. No, I talk about that because when we're talking about ball, you might be the leading supplier or the industry leader in one aspect, but you just never know when that whole industry is going to go away. The whole industry. When I teach class, I always show pictures of a, a floppy drive, a floppy disk drive. No, not a floppy disk drive, a floppy disk. <laughs> floppy disk. A floppy disk. And as years go by, I can tell you that some of my students, it used to be that they would always say, you know, when I had one when I was younger, or I've seen one, now I think some of my freshmen only see like a floppy disk, like in a museum or uh, photos on Google. Uh, or when they visit their grandparents and they go to their old office and they see a floppy disk instead of a PC ready to go. Hey, grandma, what's this? Is it a coaster? You know, you went to you went to sleep one day and there's a floppy disk. You woke up and there's a flash drive. And then one day you go to bed with a USB drive and then you wake up and there's a cloud, right? The cloud. <laughs> the cloud. I can, I can tell people in the audience, I still, I'm not a big believer in the cloud. I don't know where all my stuff is. I don't know what the cloud and is. And you know right? who has access to the stuff that you don't want people having access to. I wouldn't even go that far. I just don't even know what the cloud is. Where is my stuff? Where <laughs> is my stuff? I want to touch it, feel it, see it. I don't know. Juan, where's your file on this floppy? But even as an educator, I mean, you now have a Google Drive, right? Where is this Google Drive? Where's this? This it's in there. I don't know. I so I put stuff on my Google Drive, and I don't know what that means. I just put it. Yeah, like, and then I get you it. Just trust that it has enough storage to keep what you want. That it has a correct memory to hopefully save it, and 
you rely on it that tomorrow when you wake up, it'll be everything will be there. I'm not even going to go that far. I'm, I don't really care about the storage. I'm just hoping <laughs> when I click on the little picture, the thing opens, man. <laughs> For the love of God, please pull up my exam right now. I've got class in eight minutes and I haven't printed them. Where's my exam? While the students are on the other corner, please tell me he's going to call out today so we don't have class and have to get exam right now. <laughs> Come on, Cloud. Rain all over Juan. Rain all over Juan. No, that's, that's uh, oh my God. Yeah, that's a whole topic. Okay, but my point is you never know when an industry might go away or when your competitors are going to do something to really just crush you or make a dent in your future. So you want to be diversified. And I think that's really interesting. And it kind of goes back to the first title of our episodes, Life is Like a Bug Chocolates, because you really don't know what you're going to get. So you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring or what company is going to come out of nowhere and take you out or even what company is going to just go bankrupt, you know? No, that's absolutely the case. That's absolutely the case. One of the companies I always talk about in class is Procter & Gamble, which makes just about everything in your home. The average single person has more than 10 products in their home from Procter & Gamble. You may just not know about them no it's procter and gamble no i'm saying that you wouldn't even know like say for example oh, you would, I yeah. look in my kitchen i wouldn't even know and then oh it is procter yeah. and gamble there you go no for sure they're just a leader in so many industries but they're diversified because well i guess there's two things one they're diversified in the products that we use every day regardless of the economy you're probably going to wash your dishes and wash your clothes and you're probably going to put a diaper on your young child so the economy may not have an impact on some of their products but what's also impressive is how diversified diversified they are. They make just a number of products. So it just lowers the risk. And I think for Ball, that was really interesting that they moved out of tin cans into glass jars, acquired virtually every other or several other canning companies, even including paint cans, aerosol cans, and then ultimately went into China and other markets And little by little, just moved into the aerospace industry and made so much money that they were able to sponsor the Denver Nuggets stadium, right? So I think that's where Denzel Washington will come up like, it ain't ain't chess or ain't checkers. (laughs) Is that how he says it? (laughs) It's strategy. It's That's a great line. We got to work that into another podcast. Okay. But a question for my listeners out there. Do you, does it matter to you that your sports team plays in a certain arena? Does it impact you in any way that, so Ernie, you're in LA, so that means the Lakers are playing in Staples Arena. Does it matter to you that the Lakers... Hold on, it's not the Staples Arena. It goes back to my original question, Juan. So before we got into the topic with the ball, right? Remember when I asked you, oh, what sports team, basketball, professional plays at the Crypto Center? It's the Los Angeles Lakers. We did not finish that question. So they play at the Crypto Center. The Crypto Center. That sounds like I'm trying to think of who. That is not where you would play basketball. That's where you would. No. I don't know. That's like go for Halloween shopping or (laughs) it tells from the crypt, you know? (laughs) No, that's exactly right. Like I'm going to go shop for coffins and a tombstone. I'm going to go buy some Bitcoin at the Crypto Center. Like. No, a bunch of nerds hanging around computers, you know, in a underground basement called the Crypto Center. Maybe mining Bitcoin, yeah. Crack open the <laughs> crack open the little hallway. You see, like the little eyes open up. <laughs> <laughs> the crypto. Well, okay. Well, but yeah, after twenty-two years of being called the Staples Center, it got changed to the Crypto Center. That's pretty interesting. So I can, 
So you go to you go to a lot of Lakers games. Do you, does it matter to you? So you're sitting to there. Me, to me, it does. Just because I've I've been watching the Lakers probably since long I can remember. And I always well before it wasn't the Crypto Center. They were at the, a different stadium. But when they went into the Staples Center, I mean, that's when I started watching the games with my dad and with my brother. And yeah, I always known as the Staples Center. Like it it was like a staple of Los Angeles. You know what I mean? Like. No, you couldn't go to LA and not identify the Staples Center. Like that was it. Like was that supposed to be a play on words? The Staple, the Staples Center was a staple, a staple so, of Los Angeles. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm willing to tell you this. I'm old enough to remember when the Lakers played at the Forum, the Great Western Forum, the Great Western Forum in Inglewood. And I remember California. the first time I saw that in person. So I'm watching it on TV when I'm a little kid. The first time I went out there, I was surprised to see that that was the Forum. It wasn't what was in my head. Uh, so when they moved to the Staples Center, it was quite a, you know, it was a big deal. Juan, how did it go? How did it look going from a black and white television to a colorful live game? No, well, that, that Ernie, when I was little, we would just listen to the radio and play with puppets. All right. Oh, you, so, oh, they were, oh wow. Oh yeah, 19, that's right. You didn't have visuals. It was all, it was all your imagination. Yeah, this was 1920, 1925. So, you know, we just gathered around the campfire and told ghost stories uh, with the magic hook, right? That would grab you in the middle of the night. That's how old I am. But no, there's, I'm trying to think ever, ever since we've been talking about this, I'm trying to think of like how many arenas I can name you. I just really can't. I mean, that's, that's a struggle and I'm a pretty big sports fan. So I'm wondering, like the one that pops in my head is a city I went to earlier this year, uh, Chicago. And ever since I was little, they played in Soldier Field and it was just kind of a, an iconic stadium. The Steelers played in Three Rivers Stadium. Uh, the Cowboys played in Texas Stadium. The 49ers played at Candlestick, Old Candlestick Park, and that's how the announcers would announce it, Old Candlestick Park. And now it's, you know, you're watching TV and somebody says, hey, it's the Hard Rock Stadium in Miami, or it's Levi. Yeah, Petco Center, Lucas Oil Stadium. Yeah. I'm trying to think of... the AT&T Arena for the Spurs. (laughs) Or the AT&T Arena in my own state, and I don't... I don't. I couldn't even name it for you. I saw a Mets game earlier this year, and they were in City Field. Uh, but I remember when they played in Shea for the longest time. So I'm curious if the listeners want to chime in. Does that impact your your buying habits? Does it matter to you that stadiums have these these uh, sponsorships? Is that going to impact you? I'm making this too complicated. Are you going to go buy your office supplies at Staples because you're a Lakers fan? Are you going to change your cellular plan to AT&T because you're a Spurs fan. So if the listeners want to chime in, I'm kind of curious if it's impacting you when your team changes sponsorship. Ernie, do you have do you have an opinion? I mean, I'm going to go back to what I was saying earlier. I, I don't like the changes. Uh, I like the their names to be either matching the city or matching something about the city. But I mean, again, going to the Crypto Center, I wasn't a fan. No. The crypto center. That's just yeah. That's weird. It just sounds. It just sounds creepy. And maybe that's why they didn't win a title last year. I don't know. <laughs> I think there's a couple of reasons for that. <laughs> a couple, but uh, don't worry, Lakers fans. I'm not or basketball fans. I'm not going to delve into that topic. Uh, we'll see if they come back this year. But no, there's benefits. For, you know, for companies to sponsor these stadiums, the publicity and the press and the tweets and the the freebies. The freebies, there's just a, there's a lot of reasons why companies want to sponsor a team. And some of these sponsorships are just amazing, just millions and millions of dollars over the course of sometimes 20 years, a team will buy uh, the rights for a stadium. 
it's just, it's shocking. So obviously there's got to be a reason why companies are willing to do this. So whether it's just the naming rights, having an identifiable logo on a, on the, you know, on a big scale. I remember one of the first times I went to New Orleans and I saw a basketball team was playing in the Smoothie King Arena. I thought that was kind of funny. Smoothie King Arena. So obviously they're getting their name out there and, you know, letting that be known that we're a big time company and you should buy a smoothie, right? So lots of benefits, especially now in the age of social media. Everybody's talking sports. I mean, I can't go. There are so many shows that talk about football nowadays. And every time they say a stadium, they're going to say the X, you know, the fill in the blank stadium. It's just a lot of publicity for companies. All right, ladies and gentlemen. So we've talked a little bit about the ball company founded in 1880, which brings us to the name of today's episode. And the name of today's episode is Just Keep Swimming. Uh, a wonderful, and that comes from a wonderful movie, uh, Finding Nemo. I, I kind of, I make myself feel older and older when I watch some of these movies. That came out a long time ago. But Finding Nemo, just one of the, the best movies I've seen. And Just Keep Swimming is a great little tagline. And it talks about perseverance and just, you know, to keep going and fight through things. And during COVID, I know that was a topic that faced a lot of us. You have to persevere. You have to keep going. Unfortunately, some of you maybe had issues with jobs or, you know, obviously your health. And it struck so many of us that I thought it was important to bring that up today because in many, many ways, almost every American has had to persevere through the COVID pandemic. Even if you're one of the fortunate ones that, and I don't imagine it's many people, but if you're one of the fortunate people that either hasn't had COVID yourself or knew anybody that contracted COVID or had any serious medical issues, well, then that's awesome. But still, there's a number of ways that we've all had to persevere. So I just like that topic for today. So today's episode is called Just Keep Swimming. And I think it's a catchy little tune. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim. swim. Ernie, do you think, does that, does that stick in your head? Are you going to say that for the rest of the day? I mean, uh, it's already pretty much stuck in my head. It's been stuck in my head since the movie came out. Are we going to be having drinks tonight in Rhino, in the Rhino District, and you're going to be singing that song? I am. I'm going to be in this. Um, we do karaoke, and I'm going to specifically <laughs> pick that song. There is, <laughs> listeners, there is a 0.0 chance of that happening. I will not let that happen. Don't worry. Okay. But I think that's a great song. It's about perseverance. And I wanted to share with you, I thought this was pretty interesting. So the ball company was founded in 1880 by a couple of brothers. Uh, I believe there were five brothers actually in the ball company. But I wanted to share with you, I thought this was really fascinating as a business professor, uh, some of the oldest companies founded in the United States. So believe it or not, there are companies older than ball. So believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, Ball founded in 1880 is not the oldest company in the United States. There's a couple that are just very, very old. <laughs> exactly. Creeping in there. <laughs> Creeping in there is uh, one of the first ones is called Cigna, which was an insurance company that uh, merged together with the Connecticut General Life Insurance Company and became Cigna, and that's in 1792. 1792. And then Ernie, I don't know if you've uh, ever partaken of this beverage, but Jim Beam was founded in 1795. 
1795. A couple of others, let's see, DuPont, 1802. Colgate from 1806. Uh, and Citigroup in 1812. So several companies that are older than the Ball Company. And the last one I'll mention is Macy's, which is a company I like, and I frequently shop there for several of my outfits and clothes. And Macy's was founded in 1843. 1843. So just again, COVID has struck a lot of companies down, especially what we call mom and pops. And I mean, that's just unfortunate. My dad raised me to always go to mom and pops. We really didn't go to chains when I was growing up. He wanted to support you know, our friends and neighbors in the community. And that's, I still continue that tradition today as much as I can. But I think it's a, it's a testament to these companies' perseverance that they've been around for well over 100 years. Oh, believe it or not, this is how, how fast time is going. We're creeping up on 200 years now for some of these companies. So definitely an example of just keeping swimming. And ladies and gentlemen, that is it. Ta-da! So again, listeners, if you want to chime in, go to our, I think this is the first time we've said it, right, Ernie? The, what's our Instagram account, Ernie? Um, you're going to put me on the spot, aren't you? Ernie, I'm going to kill you. I'm physically going, I don't mean that as a euphemism. I'm going to choke the life out of you. I'm going to choke you until the, the air leaves your body. I got to write the title on this. Because you change your name so many times. Like, I feel like we're going to say what, what is the name? One Shut up. at a time. Instagram search, everybody. I was just messing with Juan. Of course, I know. I just love doing this. You know, it's, it's how my, I live my life. I don't, know what the, I don't know what our normal blood pressure is. I'm going to say like 120 over 80. That sticks in my head. My blood pressure right now is about 4,000 over 3,000. You know what, Juan? I have an idea <laughs> that might make you feel better. Here we go. <laughs> I think we should talk about our contest. What do you think, Juan? No, I think we should talk about our contest. We All right, so No, hold on, hold we on. We had a contest. Oh. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. The music got you all pumped up and you're just ready to go. Uh, but for the listeners that weren't that didn't listen to last week's episode because right, they were late to the game and didn't find us in time on Spotify. We're too Apple. busy and we get it, but we love you anyways. No, you can't be too busy to listen to our podcast. I don't care. Listen to us when you're mowing the lawn and washing the dishes and doing, I don't care. Or why you're in traffic, like some of our fans have already done and sending us screenshots of that. Absolutely. And <laughs> in LA, that means you can listen to both of our episodes going about seven blocks. <laughs> Just seven blocks. A small side note, but I remember I was going to eat one time at dinner and my GPS, I'll never, ever, 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 ever forget this. My GPS said I was 0.7 miles away, 0.7. And my ETA was 43 minutes. Five minutes. <laughs> five? What do you know? 43 minutes. I said never, 45 minutes. Oh, 45. 43 minutes to go one mile. It, I was about to just leave my car and just take it. Take it. It's kind of like the movie Office Space, you know, the opening scene where he's like driving to traffic, he's the person in the, in the walker just going. <laughs> that is absolutely the, a funny scene in Office Space. I kind of thought to myself, I'm going to leave the car, go have Korean barbecue, one of my favorite things. I'm going to come back and there's a chance my car is still there. And probably like two inches of space in front of you. How would you even be able to steal that car? I mean, it's it, you're safe as a kid. You could leave it running. If somebody gets into my car, they're not going anywhere they just have access to air conditioning and the radio that's a, yeah so it might be just a, a ref a place of refuge a refuge for a minute or two 
Uh, but no, let me interrupt you before we get to the contest winners. For those listeners that are new to the Juan Side of the Story podcast, we had two contests last week. One of them was to send us a photograph of your own record player, or as Ernie likes to make fun of me for saying, a phonograph. So Ernie, phonograph. who is it a record player or a phonograph, Ernie? I call it a record player. I've it's never f- heard anyone say, oh, yeah, I'm going to the phonograph store. <laughs> that doesn't even sound right. <laughs> if I would have said that to my mom, mom, I'm going to the phonograph store, she's going to be like, mijo, ¿qué? <laughs> you will not. Are you crazy? Right? What, do you, what, do you, what do you sell there at the phonograph store? No, but um, our Fine, contest winner just happens to be our first subscriber. So thank you very much. And that's to uh, Ernest Cherokee. He actually sent us a picture of him with his record player. So thank you very much. Ernest Cherokee. Is it spelled like Cherokee? I believe so. Okay, that's awesome. Okay. So Ernest Cherokee gets a cup of coffee from one side of the story. Very, very cool. So that was a that was a contest, ladies and gentlemen, that we just made up on the spot. So I reached in Ernie's pocket and just gave away some money. Much yeah. to Ernie's chagrin. Yeah. But what that's we're going to hot chocolate today. If anybody's wondering, I was drinking water. You know, we didn't even talk about that. We didn't even talk about what we're drinking. I've got a... Yeah, okay. If it matters, (laughs) I've got a Coke today, just a simple Coke. Okay. But our ongoing and recurring contest is going to revolve around music because, again, Ernie and I are just some of the uh, biggest music lovers there are. And the contest is going to be to send us your favorite song or a song you like from a movie that you thought just really matched the scene, matched the movie, evoked an emotion, made you think, I don't know, just put you in the right mood at the right time in the right scene in the movie. And I've got a hundred. Uh, Ernie, do you remember? I'm going to put you on the spot. Do you remember what you talked about in your first episode? What was, what was I did. your song? Um, <clears throat> I'm going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was my interpretation of the Lion King circle of life. You just want an excuse to sing every, you just want an excuse to sing that. I just gave it to you. Okay. I'm sorry that, that, that pickup, like, I don't know if anybody can listen to that and I get hyped up. I don't know. No, I I get that. No, I get that. That's funny. Okay. So mine was actually a song called, Oh yeah, by a band called yellow. And it's one of the best songs I think there is. And it's, uh, on the soundtrack for Ferris Bueller. Ferris Bueller's Ferris Day Bueller's Off. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So today's winner, Ernie, is from a movie. This is a, a movie probably none of you have seen. It made, I don't know, it didn't do well at the box office. I think it made a couple thousand dollars. I don't think it broke any records at all. I don't think it broke record. It's about a boat that sinks. I mean, why would I want to see that? Like, Ernie, do you want to see a movie about a boat that sinks and kills people? Well, I would only see a sinking boat for three hours. I think it was like four. It was like 14. I don't know. What, what, what song was that, Juan? Ladies and gentlemen of the audience, that was, I want to call it the lead song, the, the main song, the title song, the, the huge song, the huge hit from Miss Celine Dion, a Canadian singer. Is that if I'm how you pronounce mistaken. it? I, don't, I made that up. I don't know. Oh, I literally don't believe really <laughs> I've been butchering her name. <laughs> Dang it, I should have gone with it. Ladies and gentlemen, that's how you pronounce Celine Dion. <laughs> that's hysterical. 
Celine, I know you're listening. listening like, finally, no, she is. someone pronounced my name correctly. Finally, like my no, heart sent, will go on, you know? She sent me a tweet last night. She's definitely listening. So Celine, just appreciate that I said your name correctly. I'm your boy. Okay. So a wonderful song uh, from the movie Titanic. So obviously we're being sarcastic. Titanic, one of the biggest movies of all time, if not the biggest. Ernie, what do we think of the movie? Honestly, I thought it was really good. I mean, it, it's kind of, it's kind of like uh, it kind of reminds me of Aladdin in a sense because you got like you know this you know poor kid that got lucky enough to win a ticket on a gambling hand and got to be awarded this once in a lifetime opportunity. Well, it was once in a lifetime, but um, <laughs> shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, that's a once in a lifetime opportunity. That's well, a one. You heard that they're trying to rebrand and rebuild the Titanic, right? I don't know what that means. What are you talking about? I, I what I'm why I heard is they're they're we're gonna have a ship called the Titanic that's gonna sell. Oh yeah, I'm I'm <laughs> I, I can't wait to pre. People are lined up around yeah. the door, Juan, trying to get to that ship. <laughs> absolutely, I absolutely. Uh, holy cow, I could make a lot of jokes, but we'll just leave it there. I don't want to alienate any any you know any of our listeners. Yeah. But no, I don't want to get on the Titanic. No gracias. No gracias. No, thank you. At one point, I'm just trying to remember if it's still the leading, the leading, uh, the what do you want to call it? The highest grossing movie of all time. So the James Cameron, I'm sorry. Yeah, the biggest box office haul from Mr. James Cameron. Just tremendous. Just a tremendous effort. What a great success. And I hope listeners, we're not ruining, you know, I really hope we're not, spoiler alert, but ladies and gentlemen of the audience, the Titanic sinks. It goes down. <laughs> so obviously everybody knew that, but the Titanic sinks into the ocean. And some people don't realize this, but if you watch the movie closely, you can actually see icebergs. Yes, you can. You can see it when the boat sinks. It's very chilling when you watch. It's very chilling when you watch the boat sink. I'm not I'm just sure why you're a- doing that voice, Juan. <laughs> I'm just having a lot of fun with the microphone right now. <laughs> so what happens you have three cups of coffee. <laughs> and a Coke, I'm telling you. I'm Okay. So anyway, enough of that. Sh- enough of those shenanigans. Titanic 1997, a song by Celine Dion. My heart will go on. Ernie, hit the play button. Ernie. Ernie. Play button yeah, yeah, be, yeah, hit me. Hit the play button, Ernie play button ernie you're Party. sinking this podcast play the song which song am i playing the heart will go- i just played it you want to play it again yes ernie i said to play it again oh, my bad see i already had the next song for the next line down Come and you're just, on, ernie. You're, you're dragging this on like you're literally not allowing there you go Juan. <laughs> Okay, enough. Scratch it. Enough. Enough. Okay, Ernie. So I've had this debate with people, usually over food, sometimes over some, uh, let's call them beverages, adult beverages. But uh, go to our Instagram, go to our website, uh, juansideofthestory.com, or our Instagram, juansideofthestory, and chime in on this very controversial topic. Did the co-protagonist, Rose... Right, so you would say obviously Rose and Jack are the protagonists of the movie. 
Did Rose do Jack wrong and let him freeze to death slash drown slash die slash sink with the boat? Couldn't they have traded time on the big chunk of wood? Could they have it was been on the wood together? It's it a cabinet. It's a, it's a chest of drawers. It's an armoire. It's a door. I don't know what it is. It could be a piece of a log cabin for all I know. I'm not sure where it came up. What is that? Yeah. like <laughs> I'm not sure why there's a big chunk of wood floating in there after the sinking, but okay. I guess water blew it up and there's a big door floating in the middle of the ocean. The door survived. The, the door, door survived. Was like, I am Groot and like threw itself and it survived. It did. And poor Jack did not. So Ernie, did Rose screw over Jack and let him drown? I think so. I feel Rose could have moved her body in a certain way to allow Jack to be on there to support both weights. I would support that argument. Now, am I a physicist? No, but I would support that claim. But at the very least, I think they could have traded once in a while. Like, leave them in there 80-20. I don't know. 50-50. I don't know. But she just let them go down. I don't know. Yeah. That's my opinion. And I am willing, I am willing, ladies and gentlemen, to take... I am willing to hear some arguments if you think I'm full of it. I am I am willing to take the hit. Did Rose let Jack go down in the water? Controversial. Speaking of um, Rose letting Jack drown, I have another fun fact for you, Juan. Since we're talking about people that were from Denver, here is an artist that's from Denver, and they actually made a song called How to Save a Life. Let's see if you recognize who these people are. I know exactly who this is. I know exactly who that is. So, ladies and, ladies and gentlemen of the audience, you may not know this already, but Scrubs is one of my favorite TV shows of all time. All time. And I don't know how long it's been gone now, but I've, I've rewatched the whole show. Some people have told me they've watched The Office six or seven times. I've seen Scrubs probably ten. Uh, I love Scrubs. And for some reason, I, I guess, I can't think of the director or the producer's name right now, but he had the fray in multiple, multiple episodes in Scrubs. So very, very cool that the fray is from Denver, Colorado. But something tells me... Something tells me that Ernie has that beat. Ernie, is there somebody else from Denver, Colorado? Somebody else from Denver, Colorado? I mean, Juan, I hate to apologize to you. I'm going to burst my bubble. somebody else that I feel is a lot more entertaining. And that's obviously my opinion, but... So I had to apologize to you, Juan, but yes, <laughs> One Republic is actually also from Denver, Colorado. And that song I just played for you, I mean, is probably one of their most iconic songs. Um, they've been, they sold over 15 million records internationally. I had the privilege of seeing them live at the Hana Center back in August. And Ryan Tedder, uh, he's a vocalist. He's also plays multiple instruments. Probably one of the most entertaining people to see live, Juan. If you thought Flea doing a handstand at the Staples Center was entertaining, you got to see this guy. You're not going to top that. That was very cool. Uh, no, no, I'm not saying I'm top that. Red Hot is my all-time favorite band. I would. I get it. I get it. No, so those are two pretty good groups from Denver. So a lot of talented people from Denver. Just a great city. Great food. We are going to go to Little Man Ice Cream. I'm looking forward to that. 
We will probably go to the Bacon Social House would be another option. Uh, there's a great hamburger place called Hop Dottie, which we may visit. Lots of great places to visit in the greater Denver area. Speaking of good food, Juan, I got another fun fact for you. Ready? Holy cow. Aren't you just full of stuff today? I'm just back to back to back to back. I uh, said full I'm of stuff right today. I'm not telling you what stuff is. You're just full of it today. <laughs> well, did you know that back in 1976, Elvis Presley, that's right, took his private jet to Denver to pick up 30 sandwiches because he had a sandwich from a place in Denver that was so good that he had to go back. I knew none of that. Absolutely none of that. It was at that. the Mile High City. So he wanted some famous jalapeno some cheese. Some really burgers. good sandwiches, okay? <laughs> that was pretty good. That was pretty that was, good. <laughs> that was as good as your effort was bad last week. <laughs> the makeup. <laughs> that was a makeup for your efforts last week. That was really that was pretty good. That was pretty good, baby. Mama. That was pretty good, mama. <laughs> no, it's interesting. So uh, a shout out to Ernest for winning our phonograph uh, contest. So a cup of coffee on us goes out to Ernest. And also to Zainab, our contest winner who submitted her favorite song from a movie from Titanic. So ladies and gentlemen, if you want to if you want to play along with us, please send us your favorite song from a movie and hopefully we'll give you a shout out next week. All right, so Ernie, so we've talked a lot about Denver today, but now it's time to talk about where we're going next week. I have one backpack ready to go, and I'm so happy that when we get there, it's going to be a crisp 70 degrees, sunny weather. But Is that what they're saying? I don't know. That's what they're saying. I have my fingers crossed because I, I don't want to do rain, snow, or anything like that, but we're going to be heading towards Cincinnati next week. I'm super Cincinnati, Ohio. And that's another place I've not been to. So. That is going to be a lot of fun. I've been there. I actually went there for the first time not too long ago. Guess what, ladies and gentlemen? One of my favorite cities in the country. A place I thoroughly enjoyed. I've got an, uh, a couple of alums out there. Uh, looking forward to going back to Cincinnati. Just wonderful. Very different. Very unique. Right there on the Ohio River, we're going to Cincinnati. Can't wait to do that. Uh, Ernie, anything else? for today's episode just that i'm super excited to be in cincinnati next week uh, i was gonna say i probably need to get some meat. <laughs> no i'm starving i'm ready to go i think that's a, a nice little way to call this episode done we are going to head out to the rhino district in the northern part of denver and the river north area of denver and we're going to partake of many foods and many beverages and have, and have a lot of fun in the rhino district in denver Thank you. Thank you very much. See you that, guys. <laughs> Have a good night from my side. So that was fun, everybody. Thank you for staying with us. Thoroughly love Denver. Hopefully you enjoyed our little history lesson and talk about some business topics. I think Denver's a wonderful city. I think the ball company, uh, a great example of diversification and perseverance. But then again, that's just Juan's side of the story. Thank you, guys. Good night. <laughs>